Hello everyone, today's podcast is going to be about dyspraxia. Dyspraxia is a condition on the spectrum that some people have that is classed as a learning difficulty or a learning condition. It was actually Dyspraxia Awareness Week back in October and so I wanted to share with you a podcast that I did with my um, volunteering group called Dyspraxic Me. I walk around the house and walk into doorways, bump into stuff that's been there forever. I walk wonky, I can't walk in a straight line. My shoes always wear out on one side more than the other. Very heightened in terms of smell, taste, touch, and it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. So I can't sleep if there's a strong smell in the house or someone's cooking late at night. I find it very much like it wakes me up. Certain textures on your tongue and touch clothing, very sensitive to it. My main issue has been concentration, particularly background noise. Trying to get work done. There's an extra piece of plastic in a shop. Now I thought I'd be fine with that, but it totally threw me off the other day when I went into the shop and I wasn't sure where to put my things and it was just the extra bit of plastic that I had to negotiate around. And I was wearing a mask, so I wasn't quite fully paying attention. Just one extra piece of something in my way that never used to be there threw me off completely. I, I did sort of have a meltdown, but luckily my sister came along and helped. And that's a change that's happening, but I thought I'd be okay with it because I knew about it, but I wasn't. Watching professional cyclists falling off their bicycles and having accidents. And they are very coordinated people and they get tripped up by the smallest of things. It makes me laugh. It makes me happy. It's a bit strange that someone so much poise and poise can just be dripped up and fall over. This is a podcast that we made with a group called Dyspraxic Me. It was set up by Jess Starnes in 2013. Jess finally Dyspraxic Me seven years ago. We've been meeting once a month. What is dyspraxia though? It's usually commonly mistaken for dyslexia. So it's not really as well known as other disabilities. So at uni I did what's called a PRP, Practical Research Project, and I wanted to highlight the differences between dyslexia and dyspraxia. And I did it as a drama performance, so I brought some comedy into it. I pretended I was making a milkshake, and I was like, let's throw in some social awkwardness, some coordination difficulties, this is all the ingredients to make the milkshake. And I asked seven people to come up on the stage and try opening a tin of beans with a mitten glove. And at first they were like, why am I doing that with a mitten glove? And I said, try and do it and I'll tell you. So obviously they all struggled and I said, that's exactly what it feels like to have dyspraxia and open a tin of beans. It's hand and eye coordination. You've got to a bit of the turning of the tin, coordination at the same time as turning and pressing down. It was nearly impossible. And I'm also left-handed, so I have a double whammy there. A few of them said to me after the show, I had no idea that you were that that's what it feels like. And I said, 100%, you know, 
they couldn't grasp it, they couldn't turn it, they were getting frustrated. I said, that's how we feel without the glove. Most people I've spoken to haven't really known what dyspraxia is or haven't known it as anything more than hand and eye coordination. It's much, much bigger than that. It affects everyone differently. There's not been too much research into dyspraxia. It has been a big year of how many people might be dyspraxic. It's been shared a few times, one in 10 people. Things didn't get off to a great start when we opened the screen to share a document and found that it was actually quite hilarious because there was too many tabs and lots of feedback. Dyspraxic people don't like a lot of tabs, it's confusing. Start stressing people out. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Very, very stressful. Very interesting response. Not cool. Not cool at all. <laughs> Share screen options are never a wise idea either with dyspraxics. Anyone with OCD are going to really struggle with that, so I don't recommend opening lots of tabs. Clean and tidy is the way forward. Oh yeah, you never want feedback either. Your ears will hurt. So, there's some other co comedians you can watch. You can also cure dyspraxia if you have the volume up too loud. There's also some comedians with dyspraxia. Fred Barber, who talks about dyspraxia. He's um, not for everybody. He's got a very strange sense of humour. He could be offensive, so I do warn you, but he's basically learned to deal with his dyspraxia by putting it into a stand-up comedy and sort of poking fun at the things that he has wrong. A lot of teachers don't have a lot of knowledge on dyspraxia, particularly when I was in school. Some teachers kind of saw, saw it as, is it an excuse? There needs to be a bit more awareness and training on the subject. Teachers can sometimes overhelp, try and single you out, and that's never a good thing, especially as a teenager. My mum brought me up with the expression, if someone doesn't know, they can't help. And you've got to put some faith and trust in people that when you explain things to them, anyone can be ignorant if they don't know. But once you've told them, that's then over to them to help. And if they don't want to know after that, then it's their loss. I think having I think having a character on Doctor Who is on this with Spraxia is quite interesting. First dyspraxic character on television, Daniel Radcliffe. He was the only actor I knew that was dyspraxic and he since found out that out of the three characters, Ron, Hermione and him, Hermione is on the spectrum. So it's only Ron who isn't on the spectrum and I think that's really powerful, particularly for young people, that two out of the three are on the spectrum. And I think that got a lot of people listening, you know. Daniel had a very heavy acting background, that's why he made it when he did, but to think that he did all of that with dyspraxia, the lines, the changes on set, how it's impacted on him as a performer, I think it's brilliant. Dyspraxia is seen as a disability in terms of law. You can't be discriminated against for being dyspraxic. How does your everyday life become affected by dyspraxia? Organisation. It's what impacts on my life the most particularly when you're at university, you have to be very organised. And in the first year, I did struggle with that quite a bit. At the age of three, I was diagnosed. My mum noticed and my dad that I just wasn't retaining information the way that everybody else was in terms of learning. We have to 
work as an extra thing and a disability. Some people cannot do normal things that everyone else can do because of dyspraxia and they can't live normally, but others can. And we all have our differences and there's always going to be something that is going to be our wall that we're going to have to break through at some point. Some people might disagree because people see it as a learning difficulty or learning difference. Dyspraxia means I think differently. I see it as I learn differently, I learn in a different way. It's not that I can't learn. Everyone's very different with dyspraxia, but I've only ever seen it as a positive thing because I know it makes me more gifted at drawing or performing. Yes, it makes my life, half, my life harder sometimes, but it means that I always see it differently and I go about things differently, but I've never seen it as a negative thing. I've always seen it as a positive thing. At the age of maybe 16 was where I started to talk about it. I was going through a phase whereby I was struggling a lot with, in terms of coursework, the overload of information. I guess you could say, developed a bit of depression in a state and was closed off to a point whereby I started looking for help and talking about it with my friends. There was some talk of meltdowns and how that affects us. If you've got one thing to do on top of something else, it can throw you. You can't always forewarn for a change or plan a change. But if someone gives me that indication that something's going to be different, that's far better than just me walking into a room and having a bit of a meltdown. It's mostly internal meltdowns. You might see your face change. It's like an anxiety attack, basically. Everything sort of shuts down and you get like a heart rate going up and your brain kind of goes somewhere. Sometimes it just starts flooding information. Sometimes it just goes blank. I can go a bit hysterical. It's normally when I'm really, really tired. I'll just, I'm not an angry person, but I'll get very overloaded, very overwhelmed. I'll pace a little bit. In large groups, I tend to usually focus on talking to one person sometimes. If there's lots of people talking at once, I feel a bit lost to where the conversation's going. It's a bit of a struggle to focus on one thing at once, I guess. It's kind of how I explain it. Riding a bike was really hard. It took me a lot longer to grasp. Passing driving tests was really difficult. It took me five attempts, and in the end I passed in automatic. It was harder than my three years at university. First started off doing manual. I found it really, really hard to remember all the instructions, the mirror, the signal, check manoeuvre. It got to a point where I was just like, shall I just go and do an automatic, make my life a lot easier, especially just pressing the start and start button. I prefer using stairs rather than lifts or escalators. Escalators are challenging, doing physical movement, forward coordination, moving forwards and backwards petrified of escalators when I was a child. You have to stand in, in the same position and I go very tense. I feel like I'm falling backwards or falling forwards. I think it's all about balance, but I just fear falling down escalators. Don't like lifts. I'll go out my way to avoid lifts. I'd rather go the escalators or the stairs in that situation. It's uncertainty of what can happen if those doors don't open, if there's a fire, I'm not an anxious person, but there's something about lifts, like claustrophobia. 
have it on the tube as well. You're in a space and it takes this long to get to places, but you don't know it's actually going to get to the place. And that's like a constant worry. And the positives of having dyspraxic and coping strategies, I can type a lot quicker than I can write and people can actually read it. So that's always a positive thing. We're quite good at eye for detail and reading into things and overanalyzing. Dyspraxia lends itself to creativity. Dyspraxia runs in my family. A lot of the dyspraxic members of my family are very creative, so lends itself, I think, provides a different perspective. Stories about how dyspraxia affects our lives, what are the challenges. So riding a bike, I've already said, took me a lot longer. What, two of my favourite quotes ever in life is, you can't blend in when you're born to stand out. And that's from Wonder, a book and a film. And I love Stranger Things. And there's a famous quote that says, nobody normal ever created anything meaningful in this world. Throughout my years in sixth form, I probably barely said anything to anyone. And in a way I feel like it was a bit of a hindrance because those people didn't really know about dyspraxia. And so any differences when unnoticed probably didn't help. I would have said to myself, embrace your differences. Even if they don't understand, there will be some people that will start, still try to understand, help make things a lot easier. I'm going to end this podcast on a poem. When the deep blue water with no land in sight was just meters away, the eyes of my mind. Today, I stand on the edge of that same ocean, but the tide does not pull me once as it did. You are not limited because of this. If anything, it's a gift and what you have to give to the world is wonderful. If anyone doesn't understand that, understands you, they're not worth your effort and they're not worth your time.